welcome to Dad's Off-Duty Podcast. As always, I am your gracious host, Seth, joined by Jason, the Week 5 Fantasy Football Champion. Oh, yeah. You are crushing me in that. Uh, I think we were both actually winless going into this week. Was that right? It was a toilet bowl match. That's correct. Yeah. My team, every week, I lose players in the midst of the game. So, like, I think this last week I lost three players while, like, in the middle of their games. Um, it hasn't been good to me in that league. Uh, lots of players on IR. Lots of, yeah, I lost. Fair and square. I lost to you, man. Congrats. I thank you. I thank you. Uh, what's your team name in there? Brady and the Tramp. Brady and the Tramp. I think I'm Tua for the money. Yes. Hey, uh, speaking of our roles, friend of the show, Justin, gave me a great idea. He referred to you this week as my hosting assistant. So, you know, <laughs> if you want to change roles, I'm, I'm fine with that. You can be my hosting assistant. I think it sounds nice, but I'll let you decide. You know what? For tonight... I'll be your hosting assistant. You can you can lead, and I'll shut my trap for once. We'll see how long that lasts. <laughs> I want to start off by talking about something that I just started with my oldest daughter today. We're starting the process of getting the training wheels off her bike and riding, you know, adult style. Now, I don't know if you've done this with your kids yet. I'm assuming not. You're shaking your head no. Okay. You know, I, I've gone online and I've looked at some videos and I'm trying to think of the best way to do it. There's a newer method that I don't think was around when we were kids where you take the pedals off of the bike and then you have them basically walk the bike. Just to, obviously the training wheels are off at this point. And the, the point is that they help build their balance and understand how the bike is you know, can sway side to side without training wheels. And then eventually when they get that down, they're supposed to like kind of push off their feet and lift up their feet and glide while they, you know, steer and balance the bike until finally they get good enough that you put the pedals back on and then they start riding. According to this video, a few videos I've watched, there's a, <laughs> it's a one, two, three process. And it's just like, oh, no problem. Well, in practice... It's not going, it's going okay. So we started my daughter on that this afternoon and she's not defeated yet. So I'm going to keep on going. She did really good for her first time. I'm, I'm kind of kidding halfway, but it's, it's, it's not easy, man. What was the method that you learned to ride a bike? See, I'm going to have to ask my dad. I'm actually going to see him tomorrow. I need, I need to figure that out. I think my, my guess is it's the old you know, they have their hand in the back of your seat and they're just kind of holding you. That That's what I started doing uh, this this afternoon is where you kind of put the, the hand under the seat and you push them and slash hold them as they tilt side to side until they get good enough with the balance that you kind of let go and just run with them, making sure they don't fall. That's my guess. That's a gentle way of doing it. My family has a different method. So at my... Now dad's house uh, was then my, my grandfather's house, stayed in the family. They live a little bit outside the city, so they have a pretty big open area. In his yard, there's kind of like a hill, a little bit of a hill. Gentle hill, but still a hill. And his method 
for teaching me and my grandfather's method for teaching me how to ride was here's the bike there's the hill give you push see what happens and after and this is on grass it's it's a grass hill okay generally a soft landing also no protective equipment whatsoever yeah we didn't wear bicycle helmets did we back then i, no. I feel like we didn't no okay. absolutely not and the bike i was riding was probably at that time 25 years old so super old banana seat everything it was beautiful but the story goes they just kept pushing me down this hill until i learned to stabilize myself and then granted when you're falling down a hill regardless of the incline you have motivation to want to not fall down anymore it was a pretty quick learning experience once they decided to take the training wheels off for me it was kind of like training wheels are coming off the end of the day i was i was riding all right i'm gonna have to find a hill nearby sounds good i'm writing that down definitely recommend gentle sloping on grass so you know when they when they eventually or shortly after you begin they fall down they get back up with only minor injuries good to know yep so another adventure in the life of being a dad teaching your kid how to ride a bike huh talking about adventures in being a dad i have a dad joke to share with you today perfect segue now i love science and you love science but what do you think is the best field in science for a dad to go into i don't know tell me chemistry the reason is is because as a dad we get to then tell jokes periodically <laughs> i like telling jokes more than periodically <laughs> well what are we talking about today seth i'm the host assistant so all right okay sure no problem so today ladies and gentlemen speaking of ladies and gentlemen you may or may not know this but i have two young girls daughters and seth has two boys today we want to talk about boys and girls and the differences that we've seen so far raising them maybe tell some funny stories share some tips but i, I want to get into this male versus female how's it different how's it the same why don't you start seth today just general overview raising boys like what's the first thing that comes to mind when i say hey you're raising boys what's that like farts 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 are funny farts will always be funny they have always been funny and even as funny as they are to you as an adult they are 10 times funnier to a boy child that's honestly the first thing you, you caught me off guard with that question so i literally said the first thing that popped into my head and it was farts Sounds like a real classy household over at the uh, Michael's house. Well, yeah. <laughs> no, I will say that's probably something that my girls also get a kick out of. Any like poop jokes or just if you tell a little story and you insert poop or farts into it, it's, it gets a laugh. It, it's always a hit. Yeah. The other thing that I thought of immediately after that was obeying what my wife and I say until it comes to the point of exploring. So like my kids will listen great most of the time, unless it's something that they are 
like curious about, oh, is that something I can climb on? How high can I climb? Um, you probably shouldn't do that. Oh, one year old, should you be trying to walk down the stairs by yourself? No, but you wouldn't listen to me then, you know? It's just like, good listeners, up until they see something that like just in that kind of curiosity exploring fashion just like piques their interest then there's nothing you can do except make sure they don't murder themselves in the attempt yeah now i will preface this by saying right up front that my girls are on the shire side both of them i feel like they're not the ones that are the leaders of a group of kids so they're more watching and and listening versus being the ones to say hey let's go do this so that being said, in terms of climbing, jumping on things, my my girls, and, and maybe this is just my girls, they're a lot more timid when it comes to that kind of stuff. So we've taken them to the climby places, you know, where you've got the ladders and the tubes and you kind of crawl through. It took a really long time for them to warm up to that and, you know, want to do that by themselves. So the first few years we had, by when I say we, it was me climbing up in the tubes with them. I was that dad, you know, crawling through, complaining about my back hurting. And Oh my God. Now I have a really bad back and I agree when you are in those tubes and you're just forced to be in that like crunched up, crouched position, horrible kid smells just absolutely everywhere. It's not pleasant. I was going to just say that too. Like riddle me this, like why do these pre very prepubescent children emit such a disgusting smell are they just pooping in their underwear or their diapers i don't i don't get it it's so smelly in there it's the worst it's like a it's like a poop oven it's just like body odors and poop oven it's great there's an image poop oven Mm. i think that should be the title of this episode poop oven yeah so here's a question i have you know not having raised any boys going back to when they were babies number one Changing a boy's diaper, how much of a pain in the butt was that? Because they've got a, a cannon just ready to shoot at any time at you. And then, like, potty training them, too. You know, they got that little dangling participle there. So I never had to deal with that. You sit them on the toilet. They just, girls, they just pee straight down. So Yeah. Now, what I've heard is girls potty train easier and earlier than boys do. I guess we'll find out. At least, I mean, I've only potty trained the one so far the other one's weird i'll get into that but as far as like worrying about him you know hosing you down never happened to me one time with either boy now my wife on the other hand has been peed on several times like with our oldest for probably about a month it seemed like every other time she changed his diaper pissed on i never had that problem Hopefully with a boy, it's like, hopefully you catch, you you change the diaper shortly after they've gone, but there's no way to tell. Like all of a sudden it's just like, you've been running around and you're like, oh, I haven't changed your diaper in two hours. So let's go change your diaper. And then, well, it was two hours ago when they last peed and then you open it up, it hits that air and they're like, (laughs) the temperature change, right? Yeah. Something like it didn't happen to me though. I've seen it happen to my wife all the time. So pretty lucky. By the end of changing diapers on my second daughter, I think, I mean, I had it down like to a, a process that was just perfect. You know, to those dads who maybe don't do this or, or don't know, like my hack would be you put the clean diaper underneath her butt, basically, when she still has the diaper on. You unlatch the diaper, 
you know, wipe real fast, pull the old diaper out, and you've got the new diaper right there. All you got to do is fold it up and over, and, you know, mess is contained at that point. So, you know, for my first daughter, I would clean the diaper, then I'd go get the, the next diaper, which was nearby, but no, man, you got to have it ready to go. Now, as a father of boys, as I'm sure any other father of boys out there, were your daughter's rollers. And what I mean by that is when they are getting their diaper changed, they just want to like turn over and roll. Yeah. And the time that they do that is when they shit up their back and it's, oh, yeah. oh. <laughs> and it's already on the changing pad. Right. And then they start rolling. So poop is just spiraling in midair at the, at the wall, at the ceiling, on the floor. Maybe you're an expecting dad out there right now. I'll be perfectly honest with you. The worst diaper change that you can do is the up the back exploding poop diaper change. It's it's the worst because sometimes you don't realize that it's necessarily like up the back already. Like, oh, I can smell poop. So you take it off and then you take their shirt off or whatever. And then you basically wipe it further across their back or the back of the head or whatever. And then you're like, oh, my God, you have to wipe that off before you can lay them down. Otherwise, they're, again, just laying and rolling in their own feces. You have to wipe it all off, wipe the whole area. And then after all that's done, then you can lay them down to change the diaper and clean everything up. But it is just it's a shit process. Let's be honest. No pun intended. No, the pun was incredibly intended. Okay. Dad hack another one for you real quick before we move on. If you notice that the back of your son or daughter is just wet and you, you know what that means, that's when you quickly say, I got to go take a shit. And you exit stage left and then mom will take care of that one. You get the next one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying I've ever done that. Now that's that's playing dirty. I'm sorry. I'm done with puns. That 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 was my last pun of the night. I promise that. Some would say you haven't had a pun yet, but anyway, I think one major difference, thinking back to me being little as a boy with my brother, we did a lot of hitting. My daughters, there's really no physical contact. They don't, I mean, it's rare. They, it's not like they never hit each other, but it's definitely not like boys, in my opinion. And I want to get your opinion on this as well. I think girls tend to, like in an argument, rather than push them down or hit them upside the head, it just it's just straight crying. It's crying and it's mom, dad, help me. Yeah. Now, for our boys, we have tried, and I, I think pretty successfully, done a really good job of convincing our oldest that physical retaliation is not the method that you should use. Now, there is playtime with dad, and the only time you're allowed to hit or or wrestle or, or like jump on and yank on something is when it's playtime with dad. So if, if you need to get your anger out or whatever the case is, it's, you know, playtime with dad, let's wrestle. You, you can, you know, hit me. Just don't hit my glasses and don't hit me in the junk. Everything else is, you know, pretty much fair game. And it's helped a lot. We don't really have we haven't really had any like complaints from daycare or anything of kai hitting anybody we've had complaints of 
Kai being hit at daycare. You hate to hear that. You know, that's, you know, that's always just the worst because he's not going to defend himself. Like anytime he's around that, he just kind of lets it happen. He's like, dad, he's more like, why is this happening? Then like, I should hit him back. So that's really good. Our younger one has had a few instances of biting. Like when he was younger, I think it's like when he was teething, like anything that came near his face, bite time. Hopefully your wife didn't uh, breastfeed. Uh, just for a short time. <laughs> we know why that ended. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> but maybe it's just we've been lucky or whatever the case is. There hasn't been too much physical confrontation, even between the two boys. They don't really hit. They actually do more of the, like, I wouldn't necessarily say crying, but they get, like, upset. You know, <laughs> like, Roland, who still can't talk very well yet, he does the crying. Kylar, my older one, he gets, you know, upset, and he can tell us why he's upset, but... Luckily, no fighting yet. If there's a fighter between the two, though, it's for sure going to be our younger one. He's something else. Like, I know, like, there's going to come a point when our older one does something and Roland's just not going to take that shit anymore. Like, <laughs> he'll probably pick him up and body slam him or something. The kid's a lunatic. Well, maybe the reason I brought up fighting is because as kids, like I said, my brother and I did that. And I maybe attribute that to the type of toys we play with. And that's the next topic I want to get into because, you know, as a boy, the type of toys that my brother and I played with were fighting toys. So like Ninja Turtles, Transformers, He-Man. These were all different types of toys that usually punching and kicking and weapons and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. So like having girls it's completely different because their toys are like princesses dolls it's more imaginative play where like hey we're gonna go over here and so and so sick we're gonna play doctor or we're gonna go play restaurant and it's just as a dad uh, you know two girls it's like oh man i gotta reset my brain here and be like okay this is this is the way they play a little bit different than i'm used to but it's still fun yeah. Now, a question I have, and this is a question that I came in, I knew I wanted to ask you, is how did they start playing with, like, quote-unquote, like, girly toys? Is that something they were just naturally more interested in, or is it something, like, you guys kind of purchased them, and, like, th because those are the toys they had, do you remember how that happened? I'm thinking back to, like, some of the early toys they had, and you know, at the very beginning, it was a lot of those little little people, I think they're called, mm. if you're familiar with that. So it, and it's a lot of, you know, they have a Disney version of that. So there's, you know, an, a frozen little people and there's, you know, all the princesses. There's a princess castle little people. There's a farm. So like, I mean, honestly, it's like it's probably started with like the first Christmas we had. Right. And my wife just these were the type of toys that we started getting them you know, from one years old and on. So, you know, when we go and see my parents, they still have all my old toys in a big bin and it's the Ninja Turtles, it's the Transformers and stuff like that. So like they're, they're mildly interested in them, but like they'll take them and then they'll just go play with them at the little house and be like, Oh, Hey, Michelangelo. And let's go bake a cake or something. You know, that's <laughs> it's like, that's not how you're supposed to play with them. No, one thing I did want to mention on the fighting thing is I grew up, I have three brothers. I did fight with my siblings pretty frequently. I had two older siblings, two older half brothers, and I have a younger full brother. 
So yeah, we got in fights all the time. And yeah, I grew up with a lot of toys that were like Transformers, specifically Beast Wars was my jam. Shooting missiles and fighting and those kind of things. I loved playing with toy guns when I was a kid, like, you know, cops and robbers sort of thing. Like, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Cowboys, Indians, which is <laughs> very now culturally inappropriate to play. But those games you just mentioned, don't you feel like they all revolve around violence of some sort, either with weapons or fighting? Absolutely, yeah. Violence was catered to us on a silver platter, and we ate that up. Yeah, I mean, we had a ton of Nerf guns as kids. We had, like, these plastic guns that when you pull the trigger, they make noises, you know, like gunfire. And that, that was what we played with. And it was like, hey, you're the robber, I'm the cop, and let's let's go have a gunfight. Plastic yeah. lightsabers. <laughs> exactly speed the crap out of each other with lightsabers yeah but my kids my boys although kind of interested in that they are much more interested in cars like they really liked cars the movie and so they really like playing with hot wheels and other types of cars like car tracks and the other thing they really like doing both of them they really enjoy it building with blocks, whether it's Duplo blocks, whether it's Legos, whether it's Keva blocks. They're like wooden sticks almost that you can build intricate structures with. Do you remember Connects? Yeah, Connects. Yeah. From my dad, I have an original Tinker Toy set, like the original Tinker Toy set. So he likes doing that. Puzzles, those are the kinds of things he likes playing with. He plays with that stuff way more frequently than he does like the the violent stuff. He doesn't he enjoys watching things like Ninja Turtles and and those kind of things, but he has his interests are in different places. I think the same thing's going to hold true for my my youngest one. He's a freak. Do you get him like the toys that have those type of characters like a Ninja Turtle for example? Yeah, yeah. He actually has a really cool Ninja Turtle van. Yeah, it's awesome. He has a couple Ninja Turtles and stuff with it. But when he plays with them, he like sends them on adventures. He sends them to go, you know, accomplish something. <laughs> he doesn't like, oh, let's let's beat him up. The only time that he really enjoys doing the beating up is he has a Captain America shield that like makes noise and says Captain America phrases. And so he'll dress up like Captain America. He loves playing, like doing dress up stuff. He has a astronaut suit that he dresses up in, but he really enjoys doing that. So he'll dress up as Captain America and I'll have to, you know, try and beat him up and he'll throw his shield up to block it and stuff like that. Okay. So he, he enjoys it, but it's just, it, it's usually not the first thing that he goes to. That's interesting. The way you said that he plays with the Ninja Turtles, though, they go on adventures and stuff. I, I feel like that's very 2020, like PC, like right. not beating each other up. Everybody's, everybody's nice. And I, you know, and I don't tell him to do that. And there are times when he like makes them fight, but it's pretty rare. But yeah, it does seem very 2020. Do you know what else is 2020? My vision. And I currently see you drinking something. I am. We should talk about it. Cocktail o'clock. Hit the music. 
All right, so do you want to go first this time? I feel like I'm always going no, first. No, uh, you made me go first last time. Okay. I know that because I edited the episode. Okay. <laughs> you did. So if you have any complaints about last episode, please send them to Seth for Nerds. Yeah, Seth for Nerds on Twitter. Hit me up. Uh, you like this glass, this cup I'm, I'm drinking? Yeah, out? it's tiki. That's correct. It's a tiki cup. Yeah, I like it a lot. So this drink I have today called for a highball glass. I just realized I don't have any highball glasses. How ridiculous is that? It's insane. So my wife, my lovely wife, if you're listening, Christmas is coming up. Just saying. <laughs> you got me some awesome coupe glasses for my birthday. I need some highball glasses. So what what drink am I making today, Seth? It's obviously a tiki drink, right? Uh, is it uh, Sex on the Beach? Ooh. Well, you... That's a good guess. I I will probably make that at one point. But, you know, you got to stay on theme, right? We're talking boys and girls. So I wanted to make, as a father of dads, a really girly drink. You're a father of dads? Did I say father of dads? Yeah. Father of daughters. <laughs> We're going to edit that out. It's it's fine. <laughs> I haven't been drinking at all, I swear. So I wanted to make a daiquiri. Oh. So when you think of daiquiri, what do you think of, Seth? I think of a blended fruit alcoholic drink i'm glad you said that i'm so glad you said that because that is exactly not what an actual daiquiri is ah i've been misled daiquiris nowadays are completely different when you think of a daiquiri now like you said you, you get the blend you get the strawberries you blend it up it's a frozen drink and it's got an umbrella in it no daiquiri is a very old drink it came from the Caribbean, I think Cuba specifically. It's got three basic ingredients. It's been around for over 100 years. I want to say it was in the late 1800s that it came around. It has three uh, simple ingredients, rum, sugar, and lime. Uh, I, enjoy all, I enjoy all of those things. Yeah, it, this is almost like a rum sour. There's a couple ways to make a daiquiri. I'm, I'm not talking about the blended drink, but I'm making what's called a roots daiquiri. And this is how you do it. You get your highball glass, which is, a if you're not familiar, it's a tall, skinny glass. You fill it with crushed ice, so crush some ice up, get your anger out, you throw it in, then put two to four bar spoons of sugar, and use white sugar. Do not use the brown sugar, because that's really molasses-y. Is that a word? Molasses-y? I'm, I'm creating it. Coined right now, molasses -y. Yes, so... Molasses-y. Ah... So you take your two to four bar spoons of sugar, you just pour it right in the glass. So it's already got the, um, the ice in there, and now it's got the, the sugar. So if you really like your drink sweet, go more towards four. And make them heaping, heaping bar spoons. Then you juice up one to two limes. So I juiced up one and a half limes. I cut it right in half. And remember, folks, he squeezes his limes fresh. What do you do, Seth? I have, I'm a lazy bastard and i have lime juice well that's you that's fine <laughs> you can do that too i guess that would be i don't know i'm gonna say maybe an ounce of, of lime juice or an ounce and a half at the most this is a little limey for my taste it's, it's pretty sour which is not bad and then you gotta add two ounces of rum clear rum don't do the don't do captain morgan spiced rum that's not what this drink calls for you've got clear white rum this is this is what you need I happen to have a Puerto Rican rum uh, sitting on my bar, so that's what I used. 
and then you take what's called a swizzle stick. You familiar with a swizzle stick, Zach? Explain it to me. It's not sexual. It's not sexual. The way you were slurping on that straw made it seem sexual. Just wait till later when I start. Never mind. When you give me the swizzle stick? I have a bar spoon that's like, I'm going to butcher this term, but it's like spirally. It's long and skinny. It, it's on my Instagram stories probably right now. You'll see it. But basically, it allows you to take your two hands and swizzle it. So you kind of rub it in between your two hands back and forth. And it spins the, the spoon or the stick back and forth, and it basically mixes up all the ingredients. So it's called swizzling. It's, it's a, you know, a term used in bartending. I threw a straw in there, you know, do whatever you want. But it's a wonderful drink. It's uh, limey. It's rummy. Just the right amount of sweetness. This is like the perfect drink. If you're at a bar and you want to know if the bartender knows what the hell they're doing, order a daiquiri and see what you get. Because if you get the blended crap, that means you might as well just get a rum and coke or something because you're fucked. But if they make what I'm I'm drinking here, if they if they make a true daiquiri, uh, the original Cuban drink, then you're going to be uh, having a great night. Now it sounds delicious. That sounds like something I would absolutely enjoy. Yeah, it looks fantastic, especially with the tiki glass. That, that thing looks great. I can't wait to see some pictures of that up on Insta. So beautiful. Dad's off-duty pod on Instagram. And I'm going to give this, out of five stars, I'm going to give this a 4.75. Damn, breaking out the quarters. It might be the highest rated drink so far. It's good. Yeah, that's good. Great. Now, let's start the real reason we're all listening tonight. And that's my succinct beer time because we know jason is long-winded so for this evening i can't keep a straight face after that <laughs> it's it's what the people really come here for i mean yeah they want to hear us talk about dad stuff but they want to know how to make a drink yeah absolutely I'm here to serve and i'm here to tell you whether or not if, if you see a beer on the shelf whether or not it's worth buying well, I'm here to tell you tonight that I'm drinking the MKE Oktoberfest. So that's a Milwaukee beer, so brewed pretty locally to me. MKE Oktoberfest, and I figured it was very fitting for this time of year. And I'll be honest, as far as Oktoberfests go, it's mediocre. <laughs> so Oktoberfests are generally lagers, so they don't have a ton of flavor, but... And this one, less so than normal. Not terrible, but also not very flavorful. I'm going to ask a dumb question. This is going to show you how little I know about beer. What makes an Oktoberfest? Oktoberfest, is there like pumpkin spice in there or something? No, it's the style of lager that was originally brewed during Oktoberfest. It's a little bit, it's a little bit higher alcohol content in it. Let me look up and see exactly what the ingredient is, because I don't remember, but there's a specific ingredient added to it to make it have that little bit of extra something. And this one just doesn't have much of it. So it tastes more like, almost like a regular lager, a light lager, closer to a, a Budweiser than a true Oktoberfest. Not terrible, but also not great. Better than the fireweed? Oh, yeah. Better than the fireweed blonde, for sure. I'll rate this one a 2.75. If you can break out the quarters, I'm going to break out the quarters. 2.75 stars on the Oktoberfest MKE. Not terrible. It's an easy drink. I'll say this. I'm grading this based on like flavor and how much I enjoy it. Not necessarily 
like how easy it is to drink or how many I could drink. I could probably drink six of these, no problem. As far as like flavor and would I want to keep drinking it? Maybe after six of them, yeah. I would not recommend uh, drinking six daiquiris. If you did that, you're probably going to be having some hallucinations or something. So I went to the Dominican Republic for my honeymoon, and they have a drink there called Mama Juana, which is a root drink. And it's what your daiquiri made me think of it, because you mentioned, uh, what did you say, root rum or root something? Root daiquiri. Getting back to the roots. Yeah. But it made me think of Mama Juana, and I went there and I was like, it tastes terrible. It is. There's literally like this root of a plant in the bottle, and it tasted like a combination of rum and wine. It was it was awful. But I've never been so messed up in my life. And I live in Wisconsin, and I drank a lot. But I've never been so messed up in my life. I literally said to my wife, and we were there. We met this other couple from Wisconsin. We were having a great time, but we were watching this show, and I literally said, are you seeing double? <laughs> I was literally seeing double. I just talking about hallucinations. That's what it felt like. I'm like, I'm messed up. <laughs> I could, I could hardly stand it. Unbelievable. You know, at those, one of those resorts where you can drink as much as you want. So yeah, I got toasted that night, but whew. it's interesting. Cause I've gone to one of those resorts before in Cancun. And I feel like they must've either watered down the liquor bottles or something, or they just have like, ridiculous liquors that don't get you drunk as much because like I drink all day and I'm like, how am I not fucked up? I'm just sitting outside laying by the pool and just drinking. So I just did not get that. I'll be honest with you for the first like day or so it kind of seemed like they just weren't putting much alcohol. We eventually kept going back to the same stand because they had these alcohol stands. They had these bar stands all over the place. We kept going back to the same guy at night, and the more frequently we came back to that guy, the stronger the drinks were becoming. And eventually, on one of the last nights we were there, when I got real toasted, is when he pulled out his like special bottle of Mama Juana, and he's like, "I've I've had this in the family for thirty years," and I was like, "Damn!" And like he poured us I, gone, gone. There very well could have been something else in there. That's how gone I was. And your wife was fine, right? She wasn't drinking that shit. <laughs> Smart lady. She was drinking all of those other, talk about daiquiris and stuff, blended. All those other blended drinks that you can get. She was having so much sex on the beach. Oh, I'm sure. We added a few drinks to our repertoire on that trip. Getting back to the boys and girls, you, you briefly brought up the movie Cars. And I wanted to talk about the difference in movies between girls and boys, because I don't think it could be any more different. My girls tried watching Cars. They got a Happy Meal toy of the red car. Was it Lightning McQueen? Lightning Mc I'm impressed. Lightning McQueen. <laughs> so let's put on Cars. I've been trying to get them to watch Cars. Like, watch it. Watch. Let's, let's just try it. No, no, no. Put on Frozen. So we put on Cars, and I think they maybe watched the first 10 minutes or so, and then they were on to something else. I'm going to broad stroke it. Girls in general like movies with a lot of music in this opinion may or may not be the views of the all participants on the show and any of our viewers viewer <laughs> sorry continue i didn't know we had a lawyer on staff it's 2020 got to keep it pc <laughs> i just feel like with my girls if there's not a lot of music in it they're like checked out completely 
And luckily for them, maybe not for me, a lot of the Disney princess movies is what they like. And almost all of those have songs from almost beginning to end. So it really captures their attention. And in the scenes in between the musical numbers, they sometimes will check out and start playing with their toys and just be waiting for the next song, essentially. Do you find that at all? What What are your opinions on your sons and movies? And- now, my youngest gives zero shits about movies. He'll watch something like a movie for five minutes. Doesn't care. He's like, I have better things to do. <laughs> he would much rather watch Brain Candy TV. It's on YouTube. But they're basically educational videos. He'd much rather... He could watch those things all day long. He could just sit down and watch those. It's about counting and colors and shapes. And they're very interesting. Now, for any parents that are looking for educational videos to share with their children, including toddlers, I really very strongly recommend looking up Brain Candy TV. Phenomenal. He could watch that all day long. Doesn't really care about movies. Now, the older one, he has a pretty broad spectrum of movies he enjoys. Like, he'll watch Tangled. He'll watch Frozen. Frozen 2 is actually one of his favorite movies, but he really likes Cars, likes the movie Planes. Does he like the movie Trains? I haven't watched that one. Is there a movie Trains? Well, he likes Cars and Planes. So. Obviously Trains. He does like... The John Candy joke, for those who keep a track. Uh, track. That's a train joke. That pun wasn't intended. I just called him out on it. In regards to other things, Fox and the Hound, he liked watching The Jungle Book. So he has a a pretty broad spectrum of of movies that he enjoys. I wouldn't say it's necessarily like, yeah, he has to watch something with music. He doesn't have to because he enjoys cars and there's really no music in there. Okay, you said Frozen. Your kid likes Frozen. But other than that, I'm almost feeling like the generalization here, and maybe this is way off base, but I think girls enjoy movies with a female lead whereas boys want to watch movies with a male lead in it. Tell me I'm wrong. I can't tell you that. And to be honest, I think that's great. I think that's fine. I think it's great that there's a ton of movies that have female leads now. I mean, hell, we just finally got our first female doctor in Doctor Who. How long has that been going on? Jesus, yeah. It is really good to see this shift. There was a pretty interesting study that was done on female leads in in movies and in media uh, that was done a a few years ago that talks about really how poor that demographic was represented. Women were represented in movies as female leads for the longest time. Even think about like strong female leads growing up. Like I can think of like a league of our own. I was gonna say like Meryl Streep. I can't think of very many. Who's the one from, who's the one from aliens? Oh, what's her name? Sigourney Weaver. Sigourney Weaver, you know, O'Connor and Terminator. But like, again, those are like, no, that's Arnold. Right. But yeah, very underrepresented when we were growing up. I am really happy to see kind of that shift toward, you know, representation. Yeah, and I'll say as a dad of daughters, it's great to see that there's a lot of female role models for my girls to look up to now versus if they were born when I was little. I can only imagine there's, there weren't as many. This is a little bit off topic, but of course, like there's the whole thing with leading people of different races as well. Mm-hmm. You know, only recently do we start having TV shows and movies where there's Latin leading people, African-American. It's just been all white people, you know, and I, I'm saying this as a white man, but it's it's been white men for so long. 
and it's pretty sickening. Yeah, absolutely. But it's it's changing slowly. It's changing though. The only one that I can think of that had a like cartoon that had a female lead that was non-white growing up is Mulan. Yep. You know, and I'm not dissing it by any means. I, I haven't seen it, but I don't think that's one of the most well-renowned Disney movies. Like if you asked a girl like, oh, what's your favorite Disney movie growing up? Unless she's, you know, of Asian descent, I don't know if they're going to say Mulan or if it's even in their top five. Hey, what's weird is I Mulan's one of my favorite Disney movies, like animated Disney movies. Okay. I loved Mulan growing up. Yeah, I was really big into like martial arts and stuff like that. So I was like, yeah, Eastern cultures. History. I've always been into history. That also probably makes a difference. And our girls watch Princess and the Frog, you know, Tiana. She's the princess. Ah, That's a good one. That's a good movie. You know, if you've seen the second Wreck-It Ralph movie, Mm -hmm. Ralph Breaks the Internet. Yep. You know, there's a scene where Penelope basically breaks into the dressing room of all the Disney princesses. Yep. It's like white, 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 white. Until just a few years ago, then you're like, oh, there's, you know, you had like Moana in there. Um, That's right. That, that was my that was the second half of my point is yeah now they've got moana tiana choose uh, that's been around a little bit longer in mulan but other than that it's like you know yeah now have you seen moana do your girls like that one are you kidding yes that's got a lot of good music in it that's the part of the reason why i like Mo- and we talked about this last one i big fan of the rock you know dwayne johnson but i really enjoyed moana great movie I, I bust out the You're Welcome song all the time. My kids love it. Can I hear it? Can you give me a... No, because we'll get sued if I sing it. I, I, otherwise, I would. So, <laughs> you know, damn. Is there anything else you really wanted to hit on tonight? The last thing is, you know, extracurricular activities. So growing up as a boy, I was in every sport imaginable. So far to date, and obviously I think COVID kind of screwed up some of this, but the one like after school activity that my kids have been starting doing is ballet so i'm a dad of girls that go to dance class so you know all i can do is sit there and and, you know watch with all the other moms and dads you know growing up my dad was a coach and very involved in all of the activities and sports i did because he could coach it and you know i don't know anything about ballet you know, as a girl dad, all I can do is sit and support and watch. And, and I'm happy to do that. And I love watching them dance. But it's just very different, you know, going and watching them dance. And it's like, I don't have any advice to give. I can't, you know, say, hey, you need to do this or that. Or here, let, let me show you. So start doing your independent research, my friend, and start looking up dance videos and, and teach yourself to be a coach of ballet. Thank you for the suggestion. I'll, I will look into that. <laughs> Both my kids are pretty young. So my my older one, he's four. And now is about the time that we would have really been starting extracurricular stuff. But yep. just there's just no way, especially in Wisconsin right now, all the COVID idiots around. But Well, it's middle of October, so you probably got like three feet of snow. <laughs> it's beautiful out right now. It's, yeah, global warming's real. It's like 60 degrees outside. Ooh. But... The one thing that we did get our son into like before COVID when he was three is he was in gymnastics and he, and granted it was just kind of like a tumbling thing, like jumping on trampolines and using the balance beam. And he did that and he absolutely loved it. So I can't wait until 
I feel comfortable again, comfortable enough to start getting him into things because I know that he will really would want to do gymnastics. I know he's at least somewhat interested in martial arts, and I know that like t-ball will be a thing. So um, he, I know he like him and I have already been working on hitting and stuff like that and and catching. So. I was going to say the same thing. We've got, you know, a T-ball set and plastic bat ball and stuff like that. So over the summer, I've been pitching to them and we've been playing catch and stuff like that. And I'm not going to push it on them. Baseball is my favorite sport. I mean, I would love it if they played baseball, but at the same time, I'm not going to say like, because my parents did that um, growing up. They put me in a lot of sports, which cool. They pushed me into soccer and basketball, which were two sports I really didn't care for. And, you know, I think once I said I'm, I'm done, they were fine and, and they didn't enroll me the next year. But I think when COVID's done next year, hopefully, we'll basically just say, hey, what do you want to do? Do you want to keep down going down the dance path? That's cool. You want to try baseball? That's cool. What do you want to do? So we'll see what the future holds, but I have no problem with whatever they want to do as long as they're having fun. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. Luckily, my my dad was my baseball coach. He didn't really know much about soccer or football or any of the other, a little bit about football, about any of the other sports I did, but I played everything. The only thing I didn't play sports-wise was hockey, and that's because I can't ice skate. I've done just about everything in track and field, basketball, wrestling, football, baseball, soccer, <laughs> volleyball. So yeah, it, I'll be interested to see kind of where you know, I'll let him decide, like, do you want to try doing this sport where his interests end up lying? Cause I'll just let him decide. And if it's nothing, it's nothing. If he's like, I want to be a mathlete or something. I'm totally cool with that too. <laughs> All right, man. Well, Hey, this has been good. Anything else? No, I, I think I'm done talking. Hey, follow us on all the social medias. If you can, we would love it. If you gave us a five-star review, please. And to all your dads listening, and even if you're a mom, stay off duty.